0: Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living.
1: Hello family, we are back on this glorious Thanksgiving week. I am Kay, and I am joined with the wonderful missionary Stephanie Williams. Hello, hello. And we can't wait to get into this word. Uh, I am just super looking forward to this time of rest, relaxation, and reflecting. I mean, there are... A couple go-to things that I think about when I want to get into a mood of thanks. Uh, One of those is my testimony. Whenever I'm feeling like I want to set an atmosphere for praise and worship and thanksgiving i immediately just look back over my life Mm -hmm. of all the things that god has done all the things that he's doing and all the things thinking about what he giving a minute a yet praise for what he will do um and then i think my second favorite thing to think about is my little ones (laughs) oh What about you, Stephanie? What things uh, do you go to to get you in the mood to just be thankful and in a position of, man, God
2: is great. I just think about how he just continues to protect and provide. Yeah, And I know that 2020 has been one of those years for the books. But I I, I love how I always or I wouldn't say I, God always shows me where he shows up and he shows me um, those blessings, those things that he's yet still doing. There's a song by William McDowell that says he's still moving. Mm-hmm. And I know that this has been a very trying year, but there are so many things that we can see his hand in it and we can see how he's protecting, providing and just um, hiding us in, in, in his shadow and I, I there's there's so much to just continue to give thanks for and to give him the glory because only by his grace and only by his mercy. Okay, let me just stop.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to preach. I don't know what you do. <laughs> Stephanie is a dynamic praise and worship leader here at New Philadelphia and I, I tell you it's just such an honor um, to be able to know that when The call for worship goes forth that, you know, I I don't have to wonder, you know, is the Lord showing up this week? I don't. I, I think our ministry is just one of those places where... I mean, if you're having trouble connecting, if, if you feel like you haven't felt the presence of the Lord, um, you can come here and we can yeah. help you. I mean, the spirit is ushered
2: in. I mean, if he don't beat us there, we know how to get him there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'll tell you a funny that all of us on the praise and the praise and worship team know um, is that when our fearless leader, uh, Erica, uh, when she be- that anointing on her and she begins to sing mm-hmm. and, and usher in that spirit. it's just Something to where we stand there and we get chills, and all of us forget. She's looking at us like, Y'all are supposed to be singing right now. <laughs> we're like, oh, we were worshiping, our eyes were closed. And she always says, I need you to open your eyes. I'm sorry, you took us there. We were what she said, Lord, we were we are praising, we are lifting you up right now. So, um, it, it's it's a joy just to 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 be a part of that ministry and to. Just give him thanks because, again, we can see his hand moving in everything. So, yeah. Wonderful.
1: Well, I'm just going to give you a snippet of, you know, what we're talking about. And then, Stephanie, I want you to go ahead and lead us and usher in the presence by giving some thanks to God. So, um, before Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all those. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) holidays, fake holidays, try to get your attention. We're going to talk about contentment. Good, good word for us here as we uh, enter into this season. So um, Stephanie, without further ado, let's give thanks to the Lord. Oh,
2: yes. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we lift you up right now, Father God. We are just thanking you for all that you have done father Thank and you. all and just for who you are yes, god. you are a good good father and we love you lord and we love you because you first loved us and there's no love like yours and lord we just know that oh, my goodness just to be called back into your presence yes, into god your family is. to be adopted and grafted back into your family father god is such a privilege. It is such, oh my goodness, Lord, we say thank Thank you. you. We say thank you, Lord. Um, We give thanks in all things. And we know as we go, we have been going throughout this year, there has been so many trying times, but there's been so many mountaintop experiences as well. And for that, we say thank you, Lord. We thank you for those things that... our tests and trials and those things that we have to go through sometimes that always don't often feel good father, but we know that it is for your good, for our good father. And you are shaping us and you're molding us and Lord, you're strengthening, strengthening us and showing us your power and your glory father. And for that, we say thank thank you because it's in those moments that we get to see your glory father. Uh, We we, we ask and pray, show us your glory, oh God. And in those moments, we get to see it. And Lord, what a beauty to behold. And we say, "Thank thank you. Thank you, Lord, and we just pray for the families, Father, that are out there. Lord, we pray throughout this holiday season that you keep our minds focused on the one thing that is most important, and it is our your son, Jesus Christ, and, and that salvation, that gift of salvation, Father, that you gave. Lord, keep us focused on loving one another. Keep us focused on um, really what this season is all about, that Thanksgiving and that Thankfulness for the gift of salvation that you have given us, Father God. Lord, we pray and ask that you would just move in and through Miss Keisha this evening, Father. Give her the words that you would have her to say, Father God. Lord, let her decrease that you may increase Father, that you may just stand up in her, O oh God, and give us a wonderful word, Father. We sit at your feet right now, Father God, awaiting, awaiting, awaiting a word from you, Lord, we love you, and we lift you up this evening in Jesus name, we pray and ask in it all. Jesus Amen name. thank you awesome, awesome,
1: awesome, so contentment um I know that's a word we toss around. You know, um, we teach the little ones, be thankful for what you get and don't throw a fit. (laughs) And it's something that I think at first thought, you want to say, be happy for what you have. And that is being content. But uh, to, to tell the real raw, real deal truth here, Some of us are trying to be thankful for things that God didn't give us. Mm. I think I just stepped on some toes in podcast land. (laughs) But it's true. When we are thinking about the things that we have and we're trying to feign or fake contentment about them, a lot of the times the question has to be asked is this something that I Afro-engineered, manufactured of my own doing? You say Afro-engineered? <laughs> that's, that's the word. That's the PC word for what? <laughs> for what some folks are doing, <clears throat> Steph. And I, I'm gonna stop right there and stop saying some folks. I'm gonna say me, cause this is what God has spoken to my heart and I am giving the overflow of it. A lot of times when I have been trying to be thankful for what I have and I don't quite mean it, I'm not quite sincere about it, it's because it wasn't from God. It was something that I did. Mm. And so the real litmus test of, okay, you know, if I'm trying to be content with something, you know, and and, and I want to believe that, you know, God is asking me to do this. First of all, is it from him? Mm. Because he promised us that the gifts he gives us, they would be first and foremost. Hey, no sorrow added with it. Mm -hmm. And let's not get into that whole justifying what sorrow is, because (laughs) we are willing to put up with a lot of sorrows when we manufacture Mm -hmm. our own blessings. Right. We'll put up with that job that just gives us no peace if we're constantly justifying and saying, but. God told me I was supposed to make X amount of money this year. Mm. And, you know, it just it's a never ending cycle with that.
2: I think we have to go back because you, you, you said the end of that scripture, it it, it um, adds no sorrow to it. But the scripture at the beginning, it says it make it the rich. Right. And that is the word that we have to define. Because when people when we think about what does that word rich mean? You know, often we put monetary to it or yeah. often we put that it's just going to be what we deem in our minds as as um, bountiful. Um, and we we don't understand the meaning of what does God mean when he says rich? That's right. you know, because the truth of it is there's so many things that and, and we all know that there are times, you know, we, we when we were growing up, we may not have had everything that we wanted or we, um, you know, but we were happy. There were things that we were content with. I mean, we were, I think we were talking about this on, was it women's ministry? It was one of the ministries and we talked about, if we had jackstones and a bolo bat <laughs> there was contentment right Right. whereas now if it's the PS5 oh, or iPhone on. or you know all the uh, iwatch or all <laughs> right there's some differences there right in in our generations yes. um and even and not just for our children but for us too yes. right so you know do i have the iPhone 12 or you know oh. that kind of thing um but there are things that God gives us that it at face value, you know, mm-hmm. the world may not deem it as richness. They may look at it and say, Oh, you're quite
0: poor. <laughs> you know?
2: And but what it does provide, what what God has given us is sufficient and it is rich. It is bountiful. It does not add any sorrow.
1: Amen. You're all over our scripture. So let's go ahead and just look at First Timothy right. chapter six here. Um, right around verse four, uh, Timothy, he's been given some instructions from Paul, who is his mentor, uh, his father in the spirit. And he's telling him, you know, these are some things that you got to look out for. He's given him some warnings. He's telling him, you know, when you're in the church and he's talking about the church at Ephesus here, um, You know, these are the things that you're going to come up against. And I just thank God for his wisdom and his plan that he tells us in advance. You know, these are the things. Don't be surprised. Hey, these things are going to happen. And um, we kind of see that here with Paul and Timothy. He's like, you know, don't be surprised when some wolves (laughs) dressed in sheep's clothing come and present themselves um, in the ministry here. And I'm going to help you work through that. So, um He's just told him about some things, uh, some good doctrine, and now around verse 4, he's talking about anyone who goes against that good doctrine, those things um, that I've just told you about, you need to mark those people. So I'm going to start reading here. Okay. It says, anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. This person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments that end in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble because their minds are corrupt and they've turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Verse six, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. So I I, I was looking at the roots of that word. What does it mean to be content? And I was a little bit surprised, Stephanie, because it used some words that we tend to shy away from in Christendom. Um, That word... Contentment is made of two small words, auto and archaeo. Auto meaning himself and archaeo meaning to suffice. So together it would mean, in effect, self-sufficient. Okay. Uh, but the way we understand self-sufficiency in the context that Paul is using it here, it's to say, I am okay. It's, it's not the self-sufficiency that says, I can do it all by myself. I don't need your help. Back off. It's the self-sufficient to see that depends on Christ that says essentially what my nephew's favorite scripture says, Jeremiah, shout out to you and your mantra, Philippians Mm 4.13, that I can do all All things. things through Christ. So without Christ, yes, I can't do it. I can't even fight my way out of a wet paper sack. But with Christ, with his spirit dwelling on the inside of me. I am enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am OK mm-hmm. with my flaws, with 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 my hang ups, with my issues. The blood is sufficient to cover those things where I am weak or where mm-hmm. I am lacking, because in the shadow of his covering, I can do all things. Can we wrap our minds around that for a minute in this time of Thanksgiving, in this season of, of giving thanks? Can we just thank him right now for our hang ups? Can we thank him that we've made it thus far mm-hmm. along the way? Can we just give thanks that, you know, the car or the house or whatever it is might have this issue and that issue and might not be the latest and the greatest. But
2: Count it all joy.
1: Come on. Can we recognize that? All of that has been protected. Mm -hmm. Like the children of Israel. It's lasted this long because he's made it Mm -hmm. so. (laughs) Those shoes haven't fallen apart, sis. Because the presence and the power
2: is getting them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's making it work out for your good. That is one of the... excuse me, one of the things that my husband talks about all the time, he's, he, he talks about (laughs) those shoes didn't wear out. (laughs) I think he's trying to tell me something, but he's like, those shoes didn't wear out. That's like one of his favorite parts, um, of the Bible. Um, but I love with God. And I remember a song we used to sing, um, with God, I can, Mm. and you know, without him, no, right. But with him, That's that's sufficiency. It is enough. His grace is sufficient. Mm. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And whether we have and and where it says, I like where it says, if we have food, if we have clothing, God is aware that we do have those needs. And then and, and as I was reading it called those material needs. Yeah. Food and clothing are material needs. Yeah. However, if we have those, then we have enough. We are there. There should be contentment. And where we go wrong is, well, what food <laughs> and how many pairs of shoes and um, that is that bottom is red? that <laughs> right? I was going there, uh, you know, is that Michael Kors or is that Liz Claiborne or, <laughs> you know, um, and so that's where we get into trouble. And then how much is enough? Mm -hmm. if he he said if we have food and if we have clothing and that means if it's that one pair of shoes and if it's that one outfit we have enough if we got to wash it every night we have enough With with god now he provides yes he certainly does but where we take it to a whole nother level is and get ourselves into trouble is we we don't recognize that it is enough and then we begin instead of taking um the the extra that he has given us and ble- and being a blessing and letting that other person know that we are we we can do this because of God so that the blessing he, God is using us as that instrument to bless someone else we take that extra and we keep adding to ourselves and that's not what he intended.
1: Come on, I mean, like you pointed out here in the verse, I just love that part too, where he uses food and clothing, and, I mean, I always include shelter in there, and I'm like, Oh, that ain't in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but didn't
2: he, who was it? It was Jonah. Was it Jonah when Jonah was lamenting and he caused the... Um, the, the little tree or something to kind of sprout up and give him shade mm-hmm. for a minute. Right. That's
1: a good verse to stand on for our brothers and sisters who aspire to be homeowners and are trying to get those finances right. So so
2: God gave Jonah what he needed in what that moment. He needed in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and, and 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 certainly, you know, I'm not lacking likening that to shelter, but that was shelter. That was something. That it covered him, right? Um, in that moment that he needed. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be brick and mortar. Um, it shelter necessarily isn't necess- isn't a need, but God provides. God
1: provides. And that's just in our definition here. I wanted to point out, let's see. Actually, let's look at Philippians 4, um, 12, 2, because Paul called it a secret to contentment. And let's see, here it is verse 12, it says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And what caught my attention, first of all, I didn't notice that he called it a secret before, um, because it's almost like this opposite effect happening Mm -hmm. God is taking Paul through this process of not having something and yet the absence of having what he thought he needed it's bringing about this blessing Mm -hmm. that oh I can do without that so it's like wait a minute God are you telling me that by not having something you know I've prayed for it and and I, I really really want it and you're telling me that there's a blessing in not mm-hmm. getting everything I want. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: You know, and, and I, I think that's a, a real power in contentment is that when you're brought through a situation where you feel inadequate, where you feel like you don't have at your disposal everything you need to get through that situation. But yet God in his mercy and in his love and and, and just in his presence that he brings about The outcome to to blow your mind, to give you exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. I mean,
2: and at the at the heart of that scripture is love. It's Mm -hmm. his love for us that he's able to do that. But I want to go back to something you said. And when we think about um, him giving not giving us something that we think we want, because we we mix up our wants and our needs, first of all. Um, But God in his infinite wisdom can really lead us and guide us into, you know, okay, you don't, you think you want that, you don't want that. Right. Um, And... To be able to say, if I don't have that, then I, I that wasn't a need. That wasn't something that God wanted. For There's a reason. There's a blessing in that, yeah. that he didn't give me that. And what happens is when we start trying to go ahead of God and we start trying to do it, we think we want that relationship. We think we want that job. We think we want that car. We think we want that house. We think we want all these things. But God knows that when we get those things, there we begin to use the term self-sufficient in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And not in the right and understanding that he is enough, That's sufficient. We, we, it is sufficient because he is enough. Yeah. He is what we need and we're focused on him. And when we don't, when we get those things in the way, those things become our idols. And, and, and then we have to remember God is a jealous God. Come he on. said, don't put anything before him. Right. And, and, and including ourselves, don't, so, those things have a tendency, tendency to get in our way. Yeah. The other thing you said, and it, and, and it was in the, when, when Paul said, you know, I know what it is to be, you know, brought low and, um, and then, you know, to, to be the secret of facing plenty and then hunger and abundance and then need. And yeah. I think about when we, um, and, and, and to me, this is still not, a hundred percent a clear picture because we only had to live in it for a moment, yeah. but our, our mission trips. Yeah. You know, the first time, you know, we went to Haiti, um, to, you have no access to wifi phones, that kind of thing. You are pretty much cut off and you are stripped to the very basics. Yeah. And even in that, even in that there was still, there were still some comforts. There was still food. Yes, there were still clothing. Yes, there was still shelter. And so that even isn't 100 um, percent a really clear uh, depiction, because even in that, even in those moments, God provided our needs. Right. Yeah, he he is enough. And even for the people that do have to live in that situation for longer than a moment, He still is providing. There are some things that he is still providing. We get um, caught up because we want to come back and jump off that airplane. And now I don't have to eat porridge. (laughs) I can eat lobster if I want hamburger, if I want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Whereas in, in, in what was it? In Cuba, you, I don't think you can have beef. Right. So government cows, right. (laughs) Um, and so we get mixed up with what What do we really need? What is a, a true need? Mm. And has God really met that need already? And he has. Yes. He said, you need food, you need clothes. I got you. Yeah. Right? Um, and truly, if we get to the understanding that really all we need is him.
1: Then there you go. And, and that's a perfect segue to... Um, I think it was Explore the Bible. That's one of the curriculums that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the resources that I used in preparing for our little chat here. Um, and they gave me two beautiful points about the secret to being content. And I want to share them with y'all. Um, first off, the secret to being content is being content. <laughs> Did you say being content? <laughs> <Yes. It's, let's, laughs> That's it, folks. I know. Being closed. content. Let's wrap it up. Play the theme music. <laughs> I I... I had to say that to myself out loud, and I think we we have to do this sometimes in the mirror, too, like being content, like bringing your level of desires not down to mm-hmm. like say that you're not worthy, but to to where you are right now to like I was saying in the beginning, um thinking about my testimony to be thankful, like, And again, I think we repeat the same three words all the time, but perspective is just such a big one. Like there is no way you can see clearly if you're not seeing through the lens or through the, the, yeah, through the lens Mm -hmm. of the word. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can see properly without the prescription being Holy Spirit and thank you Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen, (laughs) amen. Amen. Because it's, it's, it's really that simple. Like when you see through those lenses, it's easy to be content because discontentment is trying to say, OK, there's this much room mm-hmm. and I'm putting my hands up between what I have right now and what I need in order to be happy. Mm-hmm. But contentment is saying, you know what, I'm going to put my proper prescription on and I'm going to see what I have now as enough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the the first secret to being content is to just fix your perspective and be content. Like it's, you know, the same words, I I think this was um, a message that I listened to early in my Christian walk about just the power and and the command of the word, two little letters, B-E. Like Mm -hmm. be ye holy, Mm -hmm. that's a command. Mm -hmm. Like, come on be content that that this, this is <laughs> there's a a, a a thickness to that you know it's not a suggestion it's a command it's a
2: command yeah and and speaking of and, and and this is another one of our favorites but it's here here is how we line it up with the word and i often think about um what are we saying to god when we are not content Right, mm-hmm. and I've thought about this before, and I think one of the very basic things that and people sometimes we talk about it or sometimes we lament on it on it in our private um, in our mirrors, right? It, especially as women, there's something we don't like about ourselves, yes. right? And we focus on that. And I would always say when I when I look myself in the mirror or I look at the I if there's a, a feature or something. And I say, I don't like it. Oh, Mm -hmm. my lips are too big. Oh, my nose too big. Or this is too, you know. Yeah. Am I telling God that he made a mistake? Mm
1: -mm. Not a good idea. Right.
2: And so, and when you talk about Okay, what does the word say about it? The word says his grace is sufficient. The word says what he, he, all that's good and perfect comes from God. The word says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So if all, if that's what the word says, and then I'm saying, well, this is not right. And that's not right. And I don't like that. And mm, what am I saying? It's Mm -hmm. contrary to what the word of God is saying. It's contrary to what God is saying about me, you know, and what am I telling God more importantly?
1: Amen. Amen. So when we're being content, what we're saying is we are happy with the indwelling presence of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit. We are content that his presence in our lives is enough, no matter what situation we're facing, no matter what the circumstance might be that's presenting itself with his presence we can endure it. We can get through it. We can even prosper while we're in the midst of whatever it is that's going on. Next, through his empowerment, which is, I think, the same, just a different side of the coin of his presence, his anointing being at work, it can work in any and all situations that we we, we, we see ourselves in. Um, and I wrote <laughs> a little funny to myself that, if there's something that the anointing can't fix, it needs to stay broke.
2: <laughs> Amen. Amen. And we were talking about praise and worship earlier. And there's this one song that everybody loves. And I uh, and I go, I don't know why I keep going back to the song. Um, but I think I had to really listen to the lyrics. But when we talk about we're blessed in the city, mm-hmm, we're blessed in the field. Mm-hmm. One of the parts of the verse that says, he's standing up within me. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that verse and I think about, you know what, his he empowers me to be able to do things. He's it's him in me. He's standing up within, within me. So if he's standing up within me, I can do all things. Why? Because his, 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 his strength is made perfect in my weakness. I got to show my weakness. And that's where we also fall short, but that's a whole nother podcast. podcast. Um, but he's standing up within me. And so, and to have that, that indwelling of the Holy spirit to have that, we have more than enough.
1: See, that's why you growl that part. I knew I heard a little twang when you sang
2: that part. I was like, <laughs> mm, "That's where it comes from, right it's there." It's like he is, is standing true? up within me, yes. and I have to remember that. Um, and it, it, so, yeah, he, we, there's no reason for us not to be content because he's given us everything that we need. And when we really look at the richness. Of the gift of even having him in our lives and being able to go to him, that veil being torn, all that was paid the price that was paid for us to even be able to do that. Um, it it there's nothing you can do nothing but rejoice, Mm. you know, and give thanks. Um, because he didn't have to do it. Amen. So I don't know.
1: You know, in these verses, too, going back to First Timothy six, it's after he's talking about, you know, being content. um, Where is that over here? The flip side of it when we lose our contentment verse 9 starts to give that give us these warnings about mm. um people who long to be rich or who you know just want more and more and more verse 9 reads but people who long to be rich fall into temptation Ooh. and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, you are a man of God. So run from all these evil things, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tight to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before the witnesses. And I just can't help but think about how the power of being content is enjoyment. Like I, I, especially during this time um, with COVID and, and, you know, people having to, quote unquote, go without and going without is, you know, not having the Mm -hmm. ability to go to the movies or go to your favorite restaurant. I've heard so (laughs) many
2: complaints over this week from like clients and associates. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm actually I'm okay with, you know, staying at home um, and not doing anything grand or big. It does. Like you said, it gives you an opportunity actually to really focus on let's 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 take a look and see what God has done for us see what the Lord has done as the song says um, and just count and, and I remember a song growing up I don't know why I'm on these songs lately but I am uh, count your blessings and yeah. and there was another song never forget to count your blessings and and sometimes I don't think we do that enough We always tell people, you know, and tell ourselves, you know, keep a journal, write down those things that, you know, you've asked God for, write down those things that God has done, write down when he's answered prayers, write down. And we don't do that enough and really sit and think about really what has God done in the course of a day? What has he even done? And if we sat down and wrote down from morning to night, what God has done, we couldn't list it all.
1: Come on.
2: We couldn't list it all and for us not to be content with what he has done because there's so many things that he did and we know and how he kept us and how he um you know that still small voice that go right not left and you know all the things that he's done for us that house is still standing. Come on. I remember um and it's not been long ago we went to help a friend move. Um, Probably about two months ago. And when we got back, we smelled smoke in the house and there was an old piece of um, wire from an old doorbell system that caught fire while we were away in a closet full of clothes. And, in, and at the bottom of the closet was all the uh, Christmas gift wrap, wrapping paper that, you know, you keep stored up because mm-hmm. you think you're going to use it the next year. But then you go buy more. Um, contentment. Lord, I'm sorry. Um, and it it caught fire. And it fell. It hit not one clothing, not pe- not one piece of clothing, not one piece of paper. It landed on the floor in a very small. It had very little room to land and not hit anything. Wow. And nothing happened.
1: Lord, I thank you.
2: Amen. <laughs> so all these things that he's doing, that he does, and we don't even think about it. We just assume, oh, okay. That was supposed to happen. Mm. No. That's that clear. content with my Lord, because yes. without him, whoo, who knows where we
0: would be.
1: <laughs> Come on. That's that great wealth, that true wealth that 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 Paul and Timothy are are trying to make sure that we get and that we understand it Um, there was another point down toward the bottom of those verses where Paul tells Timothy to guard what God has entrusted to you Mm. and I I I can't talk about being content without making the, the the point that you know one of the reasons why there's power and contentment is because it's all about being thankful for what you have. What you have is not the same with what your neighbor has. It's it's not the same with what your cousin has. It's a special mix of gifts and talents and abilities that God has given you. And we can't even scratch the surface of those when we are so busy comparing and, and, and being ungrateful. I, I'm a great lover of... Uh, watching documentaries, and a lot of the documentaries I like to watch are about how people start uh, businesses or successful ventures or organizations or whatever. And um, none of them, I mean, when, when you think about uh, trying to think of one that fits this situ- scenario, Justice Democrats, since you're a poli sci. Major, <laughs> you'll understand, you'll appreciate this. There was a documentary on Netflix, I think it's called Bring Down the House, about how one particular group of people decided that they were tired of these big fat Democrats who weren't, you know, representing their little communities. They mm-hmm. were just being paid by special interests and pocketing the money and not really doing a good job of um, having integrity in, in, in leadership. And this one little group uh, decided that they would work to get ordinary people to represent other ordinary people. They didn't have to have a background in politics. They didn't have to have a whole lot of money. They just had to have a passion for helping their community. And one of these women, uh, Alexandria, Mm -hmm. she was going against this political machine that had been in power for, I want to say, like more than 15 years Mm -hmm. in New York. And this little non-connected, just grassroots. I think she was barely out of college, I think. Exactly. She's super young, super inexperienced, but she was beating the streets. She was doing it, phone calling, whatever. It was an event. She was there. And primary time comes, and this joker messes around and loses his seat to a young whippersnapper who thought enough of her community who thought enough of her own abilities i don't know if she's a believer but the the tenacity that she showed it's a god principle mm-hmm. uh, 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 she and won right, her way and so, right or
2: wrong she's lighting them up she's keeping them on their come on and, and we're toes. still
1: talking about her to this day she she's she has not uh been silent she has not done what her opponent is done and, and forgot about the people that got her you know nominated and elected to where she is she's she's caused a great ripple. So, I mean, it's just those stories like that, that make me think that, you know, it's not in how much you have. It's not in, you know, how how many people, you know, or the, the, the type of people that, you know, but this, this, this thing that was stirred up on the inside of her, I think was a God given gift, you know? Um, and we've got to be cognizant of those things because, Without discovering them, I don't think we can truly be content. You know, a lot of the void that we try to fill um, when we say we're not content, it's because there's something, a gift that God has given us and we haven't discovered it. It's not that we don't have the latest and greatest iPhone or the latest Mm -hmm. and greatest pair of shoes. Yeah, that might be part of what you think you want. But that real void that's missing is the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's trying to get you to live your best life where you bring your gifts to the forefront of a world that's dying, waiting for your gifts to mm, come forth. Amen. The
2: whole earth is groaning in it day. Come on. Come on. And, and I think the, 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 the key, the secret, as, as Paul said, to get to that, to understand what your God given purpose is, those gifts that he's given you is to go deeper in him. To mm-hmm. gr- to draw nigh unto him, to get closer to him, and 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 build that relationship, and focus on that, and and in doing so, that brings about the contentment mm-hmm. that helps you to understand. He begins to tell you those secrets, those great and many things that he spoke about in Jeremiah. He begins to tell you, um, you know, reveal to you more and more about your purpose and more and more about the gifts that he's given you, and so all of that can then come about. Um, but it all. Centers and focuses on keeping him at the center, um, and understanding where your power lies. It's not in our, in this flesh; it's all in him. So, um, and that that continues to bring it full circle. And that we to to, to love on him he lo- he loves on us anyway. But to continue to, to to draw nigh unto him and to love on him, um, then he can show us those yes. things. He can bring about those things. And then we'll really understand what that contentment is, what it really means.
1: I love it. Uh, Friends, we are so thankful that you took time out of your holiday season to uh, listen. And we're just praying that your Thanksgiving season is just overflowing with thanks, that you can see clearly through the eyes of the Holy Spirit just how great and wonderful our God is, that he... Truly loves us in the 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 best way, in incomparable to what uh, man or even we ourselves can do. He loves us with such a great love that he would lay down his life for us. We are so thankful that we are given this treasure. Uh, on the inside of us even. And I think that is just the beautiful part of God's plan is that he put the Holy Spirit on the inside of us so that we would in turn love ourselves because there's such a great beauty of the Holy Spirit that shines on the inside of us that we can't help but see the goodness in what God made when he fashioned us. He, he, ah, thank you, Lord. Just thank you for being mindful of man. I mean, what are we that you would even Think about us, but yet you do all the time. Every part of our existence is just. An expression of your love and your thoughtfulness toward us. We thank you that right now you go before us and that you are making crooked paths straight. That you are just going before us in ministry. You're going before us in our uh, family lives and 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 when we are going in and out, um, doing our here and to without even being thought or, or mindful, you you are being thoughtful of us. So, Father God, I just. Pray that you bless these people that are yours and that you just show them the best, that you show them that your paths drip with abundance and that even in being content with what you have, that there is great wealth in that, that there are great riches in the word, that there are great riches in your kingdom yes. and that every day with you is just, ah, oh, it's just so sweet and precious. So. We thank you and we give you you, praise and we just can't wait to come and join you guys again. It's in Jesus name that I pray this prayer. Amen.
2: Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of new Philadelphia ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the women's ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.